forever. Dog. Warning. The following topical podcast contains sinking cruises, speculation on a hard R Lizzie McGuire series, highly specific yet super basic ketchup preferences, and one young boy's dream to be an electronic store astronaut. Strap in. It's Chapex Rise, Scott at Fry's, on podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, where we're excited that Bob Chapek is the new CEO of Disney, and I am the new CEO of space. Uh, I'm Scott Gardner, as I said, the CEO of space, joined by Mike Carlson. Yes, and I am the CFO of uh, fun? I don't know. Ooh, I like that. That's yeah, fun. Chief fun officer. Chief and, fun uh, officer? Jason Sheridan. Uh, chief, opera- chief operating officer of NAPS. <laughs> <laughs> approved title approved the full board approves okay uh hey this is uh this is kind of a fun little grab bag episode we realized there's so much news going on so much it's been a, a truly insane week in the world of theme parks an insane week for for us personally uh and it seemed like it'd be fun to uh to to talk about all of this stuff uh, a bunch of news to talk about and at the end of the episode we'll talk about this uh fries electronics adventure that played out in a very fun way uh this week but for now first things first let's pay deference to our new leader our new unquestioned <laughs> lord and master jay peck jay peck jay peck a little more monotone actually jay peck jay peck congrats to that man we always shit on uh on his new promotion <laughs> um mike i believe you described uh i say using the phrase that you were you haven't been contacted this much about a news story since prince died that is correct uh when prince died i was texted a lot i mean it did it was and people were right to text me it was a very uh, depressing day mm-hmm. i was very bummed Check out about it you. yeah um but i have not had so many texts since that day yeah in the like span of an hour or two where i think my i had i had gotten like three texts immediately i put my phone down for like 30 minutes came back to the phone and it was seven or eight or nine texts (laughs) from different people you know what's funny not the case with me Interesting. Yeah. uh, Jason, were you texted individually about Bob Chapek? Texted, uh, added on Twitter, DM'd. uh, Mm. Yeah. Well, I didn't even count that. Yes. There were plenty Uh, of people adding us. But did people, I think, text? Did your parents call? You guys Um, were texting. My dad texted me. Yes, about it. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. My mom, I believe, did too. Wow. I was in Vegas Mm -hmm. and was napping. Uh, fittingly was oh asleep <laughs> and just woke up like look, pull, pulled up my phone to see what time it was and then just saw all these texts and which was like the middle of the afternoon this is like a noon yeah it was just like you noon. weren't even in vegas for 24 hours and you were napping and we're gonna get well, to this on I, a different episode of your vegas check trip. out podcast the second uh yeah okay you're right we can't get that's a tease i don't know you're <laughs> napping with literally 24 hours 
in Vegas? Okay, like anyway. four hours after landing in Vegas, like three hours, like after you got lunch. there and napped immediately. Yeah, well, the room was ready, and we took the early flight. <laughs> this is out of control. <laughs> you immediately got Living there. It up. What happens you didn't go in to Vegas? Like, you get to do whatever you want in Vegas. <laughs> Did you go to like the pool and like like close your eyes out by the At pool? Sixty degrees, sixty degrees, and windy outside. <sighs> like right, that's fair. I guess you did the next uh, best check thing. out a travel Sleep. log episode coming up <laughs> so with a couple of friends, a couple <laughs> famous friends, real sweeties, if oh, you will. Yeah. Yeah, named named after colors, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So, all right, typical. All right, you're in Vegas. It is noon, and you're napping. I've yes, got sure. it. Makes total sense. Got it. So, uh, are, are you woken up by text messages? Uh no no I edited on do not disturb okay okay um That's yeah we were all well we were all split up um because yeah. I I was uh, I mean well I I rushed to Ontario Mills as soon as I heard I I, I hit the road as soon as I heard <laughs> to to make my point on Twitter mm-hmm. we all made videos that you may mm-hmm. have seen but we it was a little war room we had to figure out how to do it despite all being in separate locations well because people were calling for an emergency episode about this this is big news and obviously we were not all in the same place so we could not do it. Yeah. So we needed to put a response out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt best if we all, yeah, put out video messages. This is it. It's a late emergency. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who could have seen it coming? Because the the weird way this played out, we've known for a long time. Current CEO Bob Iger. I guess not current. Is he already not? No, he's already not. He's already officially. Wow. Former. Is the title Mm -hmm. executive chairman? He's still with the company. Through December 31st, 2021. Now he is, he has pushed his retirement four times already. Mm -hmm. And the last we hear, he was going to be CEO until 2021. Yes. Yes. That was the Uh, last. So that this suddenly happened. He's yes, he's still there. He's mm-hmm. still like like roaming around the company. He's saying it's he's going to do more creative work. Mm. That's what he's write a movie or two, I guess. Fo- mm. Yes, focusing on his creative endeavors. Right. They, he, and, it's, he and Lucas are going to write a movie together. Well, he he and Lucas are doing those experimental films in Lucas's garage <laughs> together, but no one will ever see them. <laughs> They're all cutting up pig organs and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, Lucas will never show them to anybody except for like Charlie Rose. Like all those J.D. Salinger stories they found in his safe after mm-hmm. he died. Yep. <laughs> we will see the films after yeah, George Lucas has passed. Well, the vault when it's opened, much like Prince. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Get it all. Move it all close all, to Nazi Lucas farm. B-sides. Oh. Um, yeah, 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 that would be good actually. But uh, yeah, it's confusing. I mean, I think it, it sounds like what he is sticking around to do is focus on... The, on Disney Plus and and the switch over mm-hmm. to uh, to to streaming and the new way they're presenting media. Yes, um, that's it. Doesn't sound creative to me, but not <laughs> so much. Maybe it is. Is he? Re- we also haven't like jumped in with an episode since some other creative news that broke, which is the that Rick Moranis will come out of retirement for the. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, the new Honey, I Shrunk the Audience film starring... Mm. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Let me do a a MSNBC Bernie reporting style sigh. (laughs) Starring... (sighs) 
Josh Gad. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, but is, is, is do we think that maybe Iger will do, be like doing rewrites on this? Oh, well, you film. said, "Honey, I shrunk the audience." Too. Oh, actually, well, I'm so theme park. Uh, so I was wondering if that actually was an announcement I missed. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm hey, I'm way more likely to say Star Tours than Star Wars. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. where my head's at. But I think yes, uh, he's gonna roll up his sleeves and he's gonna punch up punch up the jokes focus mm-hmm. on those creative endeavors is the phrase they officially use hmm. you know that phrase we're all you the creative endeavors Our creative you know. endeavors creative guy he's creative guy we're always saying mm-hmm. we've all been saying well he thought of that great thing about uh distinctly uh disney but authentically chinese of course mm-hmm. so that is one thing we know that he wrote in the he imagine- said in se- that if you didn't hear our second gate episode he m- several times in the di- in the imagineering story documentary says that we have to take time to pay tribute to when he said distinctly disney but authentically chinese yes uh we- or maybe I, that might be the flip i don't know maybe i'm not getting it right I don't remember. Distinctly I'll be honest with you. Chinese, I don't. Yeah. Well, th- uh, yeah. Distinctly Disney, authentically Chinese. I believe. But this great piece of writing we have to tribute. Mm-hmm. Let's take time out of a documentary series where we could see footage of robots <laughs> we love. Yeah. To say, well, I don't know. It just came to me. I just thought of the phrase. For and- sale, baby shoes never worn has been replaced by <laughs> distinctly Disney, authentically Chinese. So he's got a catcher. He wrote one thing. We yeah. do like that. Yeah. And I remember in his book, he t- I think it was his book or somewhere else where he was he was really tickled by the idea in Solo that he would say, Han Solo would say that he was alone. And that's when he got his trademark name, Han Solo, because he was alone. And that's something that Iger really liked. So we, yeah, he, he didn't, didn't write he it. He didn't think of it. But we know that that's where his taste lies. Yes, he likes yeah solo. He and we as was... well as did we all. We all enjoyed that scene. Yes, very much. Yes, we did. Long size. All <laughs> we all. Iger just this week scene. learns about. Is that even a thing? <laughs> There's this new thing that they're doing uh, in movies where it is questioned whether or not something is a thing. And this is the kind of sensibility we want to bring to the shrunk franchise. <laughs> He's trying to, yeah. Do you, do you, what do you think after he heard they fly now? What do you think he was like around the office? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Have you guys seen it? Hey, get in here, everybody. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker trailer, and it's in the film. Uh, they say they fly now four times. I have one note. Can we say it one more time? <laughs> and they did. They had to get a few in, a few more mm. in there. I like that. Oh, I heard today. I don't want to sidetrack too much that it, now it's officially canon and spoiler alert that the emperor in Rise of Skywalker is a clone. They, they finally said officially that is Palpatine. Is that because it's in the novelization? I don't know, but it's, I saw a thing on Twitter from a reputable source that says it's now canon that that was a clone. The Palpatine was a clone. So there, that's settled. No film in history has had more off-screen information than Star Wars 9 Rise of Skywalker. That's right. It is a full film's worth of knowledge. <laughs> but of isn't just that... brain-melting giant knowledge isn't that is that not fun? in the movie anywhere. Isn't that fun? Don't we want more movies where you find out on Twitter a couple months later important plot points or <laughs> something? You have to that go would've... to a book or a Twitch stream. Yeah. I got to say, I if... If you're like thinking too hard about the just now out novelization of the Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> folks, it's time to move on. 
I, I think that okay well disney's like changing the way the media is released and that's maybe what shapex is going to be doing a little bit and i like that they've created like a new act structure movies used to be like th- it was three acts that mm-hmm. take place over 90 minutes to three hours and now we've added a fourth act which plays out extremely slowly over many months, both online and in books that you have to pick up. Mm-hmm. And it may still, but this act may never end. Yeah, you know what? And I think what's fun about this is that, you know, I, I read that and I think it was a, a reputable Twitter source, but who knows what? I feel like we can all contribute sort of to the canon in a different way now by just announcing something about episode nine and people going, Oh, okay. And then it's, so we could, uh, we could make up a piece of Canon right now, tweet it from like a fake star Wars news, Twitter. And then I think it'll just happen to be Canon. Yeah. I think we could make that happen. Okay. Mm. So if we, if we have a, if you have an idea, um, um, Kylo Ren is scared of toilets. I mean, he that's... died because he thought of a store that would have many toilets because you, he realized, oh, you stores? have to buy them somewhere. Oh, no. And he got so upset. He disappeared. He died. That's good. But I feel like maybe people might catch on that that's not a true Rise of Skywalker <laughs> spoiler. Well, I guess they're not real fans then. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you call the toilet something else. Uh, or space we... evacuators. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yes. Well, there was the t- toilet droid we created in the uh, Rise of the Resistance episode. Oh, yes. oh yeah. P zero zero P zero zero P. I think. Well, you know what I heard from a reputable source is that there's all those like hooded characters on exegol an exegol. Yeah. Um. You can't. You never see their faces, but they shot scenes where. Among the hooded, uh, the, the what are they? They're like the dark lords of. Uh, they're the Sith. Uh, they're the um, ghosts. All right, among the among the hooded Sith spirits was all Star Trek crew members, past and present. <laughs> For every That's every good. Enterprise crew from every era those were all among wow. and who knows who else was but that that mm. lineup that's like a fucking sergeant pepper crew back there like all James pe- sorts of people are back <laughs> walter there. koenig mm-hmm. to k they all shot scenes and then they were left on the cutting room floor huh. but hmm. yeah well that's all real now mm-hmm. uh while we're talking about star wars so uh the best article i saw about this sh- switchover was at the verge and they kept quoting an anonymous former Disney executive um, who who seemed to put forward the idea that, like, JPEG is sticking around for a couple more years for oversight. Uh, Iger. Uh, uh, yes, Iger. Sorry. Uh, JPEG presumably sticking around for a while. But Iger sort of the still the big idea guy and JPEG like a caretaker CEO executing yeah. those ideas. But this quote uh, very much stuck out to me. If he's sticking around, it could just be that he's the trainer, the former Disney executive said. The Sith apprentice and Sith Lord. He'll be <laughs> holding Chapek's hand. He's going to take a position to still be deeply entwined with the company. It's still Bob's show. Mm, well, they're uh, Iger. Yes, they're both confusing because they're both Bobs. Oh, my yeah. God. Is anyone watching McMillions uh, No, HBO? There's this very confusing thing where there's several Jerry's who are part of the scheme. This is similar. <laughs> uh-huh. Too many Jerry's, too many Bobs. That makes it confusing. I don't know. This is Bob's oh, issue. Wow. What? Which Bob? What do and you mean? there's a big Jerry in succession, too. Oh. All these like white collar shows have <laughs> they captured a that Jerry's. accurately. There's yeah. always a Jerry with uh, schemes are afoot, and they 
say like, oh yeah, go talk to Bob about it or something. You don't know who. Boy. You don't. And like, oh, oh yeah. it's Bob. That's Bob's fault. And you don't know which Bob. Creates kind of a smoke screen. Let's them get away yeah. with some stuff. Yeah. That's true. Mm. It's interesting. I've seen plenty of great real sounding rumors and crazy sounding rumors about this situation with Iger Stale still mm-hmm. being there. Yeah. But Chapek technically being the CEO. It's like what that's sort of saying, which I think I've seen, it's like, well, Iger's going to be around. If they feel like Chapek isn't doing it. Well, you know how this feels to me is this is Leno Conan. Yeah, uh, that's like, a very... He's oh, not yeah. really... We're, and we're handing the reins slowly in a while. Yeah. And it actually turns out he's going to stick around. But uh, don't... It's, you know, it'll day. He's going to do it. Yeah, as, as, I, as David Letterman said, yeah, I'll be out in the lobby. I'll be out <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> I'll be over here. <laughs> I've watched, I've watched the Letterman. You I've watched, <laughs> I think I've watched the, the Letterman... Making fun of the situation, YouTube uh, on videos on YouTube, yeah, forty times maybe. It was an incredible time. That it was, really he, was. He really, yeah. It was just some of the greatest like one man shows that ever existed. Letterman just doing twenty minute monologues <laughs> on like relishing that Jay's antics, at and the where time. he yeah. his uh. Not being sure what Jimmy Fallon's name was and calling him Lonnie Donegan. Lonnie Donegan, yes. <laughs> I will never forget Lonnie Donegan. <laughs> Who's the kid? Uh... Lonnie Donegan. Lonnie Donegan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what have you heard uh, about what is what is nefarious uh, potentially actually happening here? Well, that uh, in general, I mean, I think whatever level, uh, like, I think that might be the correct thing. It's like, think, well, let's yeah. see how this guy does. The board will assess. And then come 2021, does Iger just re-up again and they boot him? Well, Because mm. there's been, like... There's no bench. There's no like. bench. It's like He's the talk- Democratic Party. There's very minimal bench. I was thinking <laughs> there really should be a primary for this. Oh, there should have been, a, like, yeah. a 10-person primary for Disney CEO that the shareholders would get to vote on because the content we would get out of those debates post debate shows oh my gosh that's such a great idea all sorts of gobbledygook making promises corporate hogwash there would have been a real like tech like i don't know what you call it progressive candidate who wanted to put or i guess who would who would be the one who wants to put figment back in its proper (laughs) i guess that might be a conservative candidate honestly like somebody who just wants it to be like it was. Yeah, we'll put Dreamfinder back in Journey to Imagination. Mm-hmm. You'd try to figure out, yeah, there would be a whole spectrum. People, Some people would be like, we we're leveling Epcot Center and we're making it totally different. Mm-hmm. The play pavilion sucks. The, there would be a, a super progressive candidate who would say, let's raise the, the salaries of everybody who works at the parks, and he wouldn't even get to the debate. Yeah, that's no. true. Unlike Bernie, he's not even in the room. No, he yeah. would have been like driven out into the middle of the woods somewhere. <laughs> shot and shot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's no. We're talking about like what kind of robots people would put in the park. Mm, that's what yeah. people would be voting on. Me, I'm a Rassolo bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Tom Staggs had a chance. So, he got. Now that that came up in a lot of the articles. Yes. Was that Staggs was being groomed. And then at some point in 2016, Iger told him the board and I have lost our faith in you. Yes, he did. It was Whoa. like Gus on Breaking Bad with Victor when he slices Victor's throat. <laughs> Victor doesn't even know it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Staggs thought he was going to be the CEO. And then they, and because Iger's done this so many times where it's like, oh, I'm going to leave. 
and then he doesn't. And then, yes, it seems like they keep getting rid of candidates I for CEO. There, there, I read a spooky thing. One, for Disney board members, there's a mandatory retire age of 74. There mm, is no mandatory retirement age for executive chairman. Mm. And Iger isn't that, he's in his what? Late he's 66, late 60s, 67. Yeah. So he's got mm. a few years uh, left. But then a so, lot of people just saying Chapek has the right combination of worked for consumer products like uh, uh, the studio and the theme parks and no oh, one else covered a lot he's of ground covered a lot right of it. that's true because the listener may not know where this guy came from i believe he started in home video and then became consumer products or i i saw something attributing the uh, uh i don't think he was at the head of home video at this point but that he may have been involved in the process of putting things in the Disney vault I, and keeping mm, them in the Disney vault. He's been a vault keeper. He, he was the vault keeper. <laughs> That's what I found out that shocks me. Is that JPEG is a vault keeper? Supposedly spearheaded this in when he... Really? In, like the, in the mid-90s when he, he joined uh, the company. Wow. Huh. The vault... I honestly... Wow. Do I like him a little more now because he created the vault or is the vault? Yeah, well, keeper? do we like the vault? Do we think the vault is cool? Because the vault's open now with Disney Plus. Yeah. And it's weird that he's overseeing the company. I don't think the vault. I think the vault will close, though. I don't yeah. think the vault is completely, completely. Open. First of all, there's a lot of stuff still in the vault. True. So I think the vault is going to be sort of a fluid thing. I think things will leave, go back into the vault from Disney Plus. Mm hmm. I don't know what I don't. I mean, that's some of the excitement of Netflix and the other platforms is what's new and what's leaving. And yeah, if right. Disney Plus just consistently has a bunch of movies up, that's not fun. Right. It needs to be a constant ebb and flow. Right. So, yeah, you need a good vault keeper. I don't know who's doing it now, but obviously JPEG is overseeing it. Yeah. Um, though some of the more conspiratorial ideas I've seen are that... Disney is preparing for maybe some bad news, some rough stuff because of the coronavirus. So we'll talk about this a little bit more later, probably. Mm -hmm. You know, parks are closed in China and in Japan now. Uh, and they are not like they're losing tons of money. From millions, this. And millions, millions, millions yeah, of dollars, yeah. which are going to it's going to affect the park. The conspiracy theories are maybe there's other stuff too. Disney's like worried about like. Disney Plus is doing like well, but they haven't had a new show <laughs> since Mandalorian. Right. So it's like, uh, excuse me, are you not watching Shop Class? I am the not. show where children build shop class projects, hosted by Justin Long. Am I making this up? I don't know. You said it so it's fast. It's too specific I think. for it's you. Real. It's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that would have been. There, if you turn in a fake stumble, then I might have been wondered. But yeah, you you were pretty confident. I'll keep that in mind for the future. Are you but watching? No, I've never heard of. I've never heard of what you just said. It's real. Are no. you watching the balloon artist? The the show where they have hot air balloons and they design and and show they print out sort of what the different characters and designs artists make for the front of hot air balloons on Disney Plus. Oh right. You've seen that, right? With Tom Cavanaugh? Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. TV's yeah. Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on The Flash. And it's about, yeah, how you design the fronts of giant hot air balloons. It's a really yeah, great yeah, Disney yeah. Plus show. Is there any other Disney Plus shows you guys have been watching that you like? <laughs> <laughs> no? Just those two? The balloon artist? <laughs> I am. 
in shop I'm class. I'm trying to remember if there, there's no, another nothing. one. I mean, I'm too sleepy this morning um, to remember if there's another one. I Have like you been the watching Nerd oh. Nest. Uh, Zachary Levi's The Nerd Nest. Oh, it's sort yeah. of your new home for all your nerd incubation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm watching uh, Hula Hoop Wars. Are you seeing that? <laughs> about the National Hula Hoop Championship? I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> But uh, thanks Casey to Casey Affleck uh, was a poor choice. Oh poor yeah, but choice. he's been replaced by Caroline Ray. Oh, that's good. I like that. So she's hosting the yeah hula hoop. That's a little more audience friendly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's just a few. <laughs> the Mickey Mouse hula hoops are fun, but they don't like they don't spin super well. No, well they've got that counterbalanced but... half a loop and then a half a loop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You're not getting more than three look, shakes yeah. out of that thing. But otherwise, it's a pretty fun show. Uh, yeah, great show. I think so. Yeah. So Chapek is. So according, some people are thinking maybe this is sort of a safety measure to protect Tiger because people wow. in corporate structures take falls all the time. People are set up for things. If some like numbers go bad. People like to point, from my understanding, people like to point fingers at somebody and say, well, they're the problem that is, is, this is the problem with the company right now. And then they get fired and they take the hit. Well, similar to if we're going back to the Leno Conan thing, Conan had to take over the Tonight Show when NBC had the coronavirus of primetime lineups. (laughs) Yes. Leno oversaw a virus-free era. Of the, it was a totally sanitized, clean run through the nineties, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, I mean the Jay Leno show ultimately became the most severe case of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. TV coronavirus. Uh, so yeah, people are thinking, oh, this might be a safety measure, also in the sense that if like the company really hit, like takes a huge hit financially this year, that they can just like say, well, it's Chapek's fault and blame it on him. And Iger yeah, goes right someone, back in. Someone wow. else, I believe, already took the fall for the weak Galaxy's Edge kind of like opening it without rise. Yes, yes. And now it seems like that it's woman, balanced what's, out. What's that woman's name? I forget. The woman. There was a woman who got fired who people were saying was taking the hit for like Galaxy's Edge not being like the, the blowout oh, money they making. they knew Chapek was the, the, going to be the guy maybe, it yeah. certainly couldn't be him to take the fall. Right. And I guess what we've learned is that the plan of trying to oust JPEG by writing a new article posing as a sick former Disney blogger who hasn't posted anything in a decade, that was not a good plan for ousting an eventual CEO. No. Uh, in case you don't know what we're talking I'm so, about. I'm not sure I know what I'm talking about. Well, if you would just let us do a three-hour conspiracy-ridden <laughs> episode, yeah, look, look up, uh, yeah, look, uh, you know what? Uh, we have talked about this. We've t- we talked about it before. Tweeted us, and we'll re- refresh. Or just Google. Uh, we'll talk up to you at a bar for Al two Lutz, hours. Al Lutz, Bob Chapek article, this and you'll bizarre find it. thing where yeah, a guy we all read in middle school, Al Lutz, mm-hmm. or maybe you did. I did. I not in middle school. I was you were not a, up a little on Al Lutz. I was a little. I was not mature enough for Al Lutz's uh, <laughs> his writing. They got racy, the comp. Yeah, but this blogger who like they like were, apparently hasn't been writing for a long time and is like bedridden and people like are using his name to try to spread rumors and yes. and spread Sidonimus, the word that like Chapek... a dear Abby situation. Mm, yes, yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah. 
oh. and that that was gonna like because they wrote a scandalous article. They wrote an article like sh- ripping the lid off of that. It's Chapek who made all of those cuts on Galaxy's Edge, and that's why it's not. But that all that feels like another era now that Rise of the Resistance is kind of making it all work and. Yeah, and the other thing is, despite attendance being down slightly, even as those numbers were coming out, revenue was up, which I think Mm. is what happens when you just raise ticket prices annually and you just kind of gradually raise the price on food and merchandise a little at a time when people aren't Mm. paying attention. And you suddenly start selling $200 lightsabers. $200 lightsabers, a a new, like, here's the color of the season. Like, color. We're doing colors now? Like, (laughs) Um, I I was trying to... you know we've or right, we've we've kind of painted Shapek as a, as a villain on the show before, right? When we should say this, uh, his position that he was in, which is head of Parks and Resorts, then head of Consumer Products when they merged, is always a villain slot. Mm-hmm. That's always where you yeah. know any complaints you have, you you like turn your ire to. Is it sort of Pressler? Kind of Pressler the guy who ran of course. It in the nineties. Who was very like merch heavy and opened the you know some of these bad uh yes light magic california adventure uh, original he's obviously the yes the best version of the villain in this slot but yes you're yes he, these guys i think because or has there been a female i don't know uh that's so who is cynthia harris what did she i gotta look she was up. a i i get confused as to what Parks position any of these people are but. right because Parks was its own thing until about two years ago when they combined it to consumer products and experiences and Parks and Resorts that all became under one umbrella seemingly because for JPEG like those were the things JPEG had experience with hmm. he had done consumer products he had done uh, Parks JPEG also uh, while uh, during under like the home video sort of oversaw the buddy series these the airbuds spin-offs and i think everyone was impressed that he made something out of nothing like those movies cost nothing to make there's no star there's no recognizable actor in anybody maybe they had like a novelty santa claus in one of them you know they 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 pulled the ed asner strings or something but besides that cute cute (laughs) animals disney has a history with cute animals and then that kind of heightened to affect the company as a whole, it seems like Chapek helping drive it, but Iger kind of seeing the big picture of making the company more franchise and brand focused, mm-hmm. um, and Chapek being one of the like lieutenants, mm-hmm. one of one of the captains. By the of way, this organization. I, uh, just to turn, uh, uh, I looked it up uh, in oh, Santa Buddies. Oh, is that? Did you look I, know, I have Cynthia Harris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'd rather hear about Santa Buddies. Sure. Who was the heirs? She had a couple different. She was a senior vice president of park operations at Disney. She president of the Disney store chain. She was a president oh, of Disneyland. So that's a merch person and a theme parks person. Yeah, I don't think she was never head of parks and resorts. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, uh, they did pull out all the stops for Santa Buddies, and they because you. It, Hallmark Lifetime straight to video. You got to get a good Santa, and in this one, yeah. it was George Went. Excellent Santa. Great. Yes. If you're a, if you're a heavier actor, you have to do your Santa duty at mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. in time, and and George did it in this and probably several other things. I, I I'm not sure. And Santa Paws, mm-hmm. Santa's dog in that movie, voiced by Tom Bosley, Great. his final role before his demise. Wow. wow. He went out as Santa Paws. <laughs> 
Tom Bosley, of course, Happy Days, and the, the voice of David the Gnome. Yes. And on Broadway, I believe, was Maurice. Oh, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Looks like yeah, Maurice. A, kind, oh, a many times sure. kindly old man. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Father Dowling, of course, the yes. murder solving. The murder solving <laughs> priest. Priest. Cool. Uh, uh, so, uh, but all of this under the, you know, Chapek may be responsible for the the casting of Bosley and Went mm-hmm. at the yep. end of the day. That's he at it. least gave it the general thumbs up. Can't be mad at him for that. Yeah. And I was trying to think about, all right, if we villainized this man, mm-hmm. I probably do to the, you know, this, this dry consumer product side that he has and the... If if we sense that some of that early Galaxy's Edge uh, problematic nature was due to him and his budget cuts, I guess that's why we villainized him. But I'm like, let me look at this guy's whole history mm-hmm. to see if he's going to be a good CEO or not. And I think we got to go back to before Disney. Do you know what he did before Disney? I, I don't. I, I read it. I forget. Now. It, it was it was a brand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he so he's been with Disney in some regards since 1993, mm-hmm. and before that he was he worked in brand management for the H. J. Heinz Company. He worked for for Heinz ketchup and other Heinz products. So John. beans were under his his purview. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess Jason. various mustards and relishes. <laughs> yeah. Jason, you got a little more respect for this guy now. <laughs> I mean, they do have 57 varieties that they have to manage and deal mm-hmm. with. So. And this is during your child, you know, you, like when you were five, six, seven, your earliest hot dogs were oh, topped yeah. with condiments that Chapek was part of at least making your family aware of. I currently talked with those condiments probably as well. <laughs> wow. So wow. He's grown loved, a couple sizes. I was in a your big heart. ketchup kid, but I did like ketchup sideways. Kid. Jason and the ketchup kids. I, Jason is coming to Disney Plus. Jason Jordan is the ketchup kid. <laughs> I still like but I look sideways at like non Heinz ketchup. Or like mm-hmm. house made ketchup. I'm like, oh fuck. This really? Oh, Hunts, Hunts doesn't sit right Hunts at all. Do, it do, yeah, that doesn't hit right. Some places, like really like, nice places that make their own ketchup, it's it's Chipotle good. ketchup or something? Mm. Really, really hot and cold on flavored ketchups. Really? Yeah. You're just not a straight ahead Heinz guy. Again, if it's house made, maybe better. But uh, mm. if it's in a jar and it's like flavored ketchup, it's going to be disgusting. That's interesting because as a fellow member of the Sauce Squad... The chicken guy sauce squad. I am surprised that you wouldn't be more open to different ketchups. Well, I mean, you get a certain level of quality. There's a quality assurance along with the sauce squad, I feel like. Well, I agree with that. But I'm saying just I would think you would be more open to trying. You would be a little bit more open-minded, a little more progressive when it comes to your ketchup choices. I am if it's made by the people. (laughs) If it's mass-produced, it's probably good. It might be gross. But you love the most mass-produced one. Uh well I do mm, need some you've stability. Caught, you've been caught. Sure. No, but that's just regular. That's regular. Ca- I don't you're want saying, the weird. But if there's an experimental kind, you want like, it to be a a ma and pa ketchup, it, churning ketchup in a big. You want uh, a, yeah. a ketchup churn? Yeah. <laughs> that's oh I yeah I really like ketchup churners on Disney Plus. Oh I have seen ketchup ketchup churners, churners is good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh it's hosted by um. <laughs> Um, trying to think of the cast Listen of your uh, heart. Listen to oh, that's good. Yeah, I was trying to think of who was the star of Empty Nest. <laughs> <laughs> What's the guy? The Richard Mulligan. Richard Mulligan. <laughs> he, he, I believe, has passed away. So he yeah, was but it's an old show. To... It's an old show they brought back. Okay. 
Oh, that's right. They shot right. it a while ago. So oh, I'm yeah. Oh, we're confused because most of Jenna Hart hosts the new one, but they also yes. show the old, the 90s episodes of Ketchup Churners <laughs> with hosted by Richard Mulligan. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. But Jason can't, can't watch it because it's Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus is really good. They got so much stuff. Good stuff. I'm interested um, with your ketchup philosophy, though. That's interesting. Heinz. Yeah, Heinz. Suffer through hunts. So you were enthusiastic to vote for John Kerry in that election because I, of his wife. His wife. One is of the things I like. Teresa Heinz Kerry. Yeah. Yeah. When Chapek worked at Heinz, I was looking up a timeline of what was going on with Heinz when he worked there, mm-hmm. and there was a tragic plane crash that killed whoever was going to be the heir to, like, one of the Heinz family mm-hmm. who was going to be the heir to the fortune, and thus, uh, in their death, it was passed to uh, John Kerry's wife. Really? Yeah. So is Chapek part of that plane crash? I think it's fair to say definitely. <laughs> definitely, yes. Caused it, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I was. I, it's hard to tell what he, I don't know when he started in Heinz, so you know, forgive me for not being too like official here with any of this, but I was just like, let me find some commercials that Heinz put out in this era. <laughs> so, I, I, so, and I don't, again, I don't know his position exactly, but he was there when Heinz introduced real Ghostbusters pasta. Oh, can't okay. be mad at that. Which had, you know, pieces that looked like Slimer yeah. and other ghosts and stuff. <laughs> and that, that seemed like it was it was probably well received. It was a very cool commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1989, there was a Heinz commercial where a guy puts a ketchup bottle way up on top of a building at a slight incline and then goes down and buys a hot dog and kind of like impresses a girl. Hey, what's up? And uh, and then gets the hot dog just in time for the ketchup to finally drop all the way off the building because it moves so slowly. Right. They were pushing out so rich that it moves so slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy in that commercial was a young Matt LeBlanc. Wow, really? In 89. Oh, good. So, I, so can we say that Bob Chapek discovered Matt LeBlanc? Mm, yes. I think we can. 100% Again, definitively, we can. there's ups and downs. Um, <laughs> there's the crash, but there's also LeBlanc. Yeah. Uh, I think we can firmly say this is all his. So, I don't know. There's pros and cons. Judge how you will. Huh. And that was a positive that the ketchup took so long because generally that's a complaint with a glass bottle of ketchup is that it's hard to get the ketchup out. They were presenting it where slowly pouring ketchup is good they they, Mm. but they also present that it just will naturally come out and that you don't need to bang on the back which doesn't Uh. feel correct to me there's another one from 91 where a bunch of cgi ants all have time slow moving ants have time to tip a bottle and then steal a hot dog jason's worst nightmare Mm. that a bunch of ants would all carry a hot dog away together well are Um, they bringing the hot dog to are they they could also be my allies pay them off or something friends you gotta gotta form a deal jason (laughs) what's in it for them a big chunk of cracker You <laughs> sure? Yeah, they probably knew that. When people ask, like, what superpower would you want, Jason? You always say Ant Man because you imagine that you could control an army of ants to steal hot dogs from a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the bottle you. for you, saving uh, arm strength. It's so hard to get that backyard barbecue flavor, you know? <laughs> so much work. Jason Sheridan's Ant Man. It's just you sitting waiting for ants to bring you food. <laughs> Read the paper. Read the LA Times. Come, my pretties. Um, but uh, I, I also, in looking up his history, I discovered that he uh, is an alumni of Indiana University. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been a big week in general for Indiana University alumni because fellow... Uh, IU alum Mike Pence 
was put in charge of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So Disney and the coronavirus, both in the hands of... Uh, esteemed alums mm-hmm. of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe we I can partied. trust in the Indianans to take care of this. Huh. I believe I partied at that college one night. Really? Yeah, my mm. friend was there. We went took a trip. Whoa. I didn't party with Pence. I'm not that old. I don't... Th- yeah, I don't think Pence would have been there. Or JPEG. Um, it's a good lineup of, by the way, Howard Ashman, writer of oh, yeah. Part of Your World and such. Wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. That is. A lot of Disney history. I uh, toured Indiana University of Pennsylvania, which is a second confusingly named uh, college. <laughs> wow. It is Extremely. in the small town where Jimmy Stewart was born. Oh. They have a little storefront Jimmy Stewart museum. Oh. Didn't, uh, that wasn't enough to sell you there? No. Hmm. What were you looking for? Uh, I was looking for a town with a, a like a little more. Uh, it was a very small town. Mm-hmm. Like you're there looking was for a, a bigger town. I like Ithaca had more like had like little theaters and you know uh, indie movie theaters culture. and bookstores. Uh, yeah, a little yeah, more. Culture. You don't want to be trapped yeah. into little. Of a... Pennsylvania has a lot of cute little small towns with colleges in them, but like every now and then. I would ask, like, tour them and ask, like, what do you guys do on the weekends? Or, like, we go to Walmart. And I'm like, that sounds sad. Why did you say that? That sounds sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. I, absolutely. That's that's a boring college existence, probably. Yeah. And you were you had, you had were inspired because of Mr. Iger, who had gone there before you. Oh, of course. I love the, the head of ABC, who I learned while at ABC canceled both Twin Peaks and 30-something. Hmm. <laughs> but... Put cop rock on the air. Thirty something coming back, and Twin Peaks, of course, already back. Already back. Is thirty something definitely coming back? Thirty something is coming back. There's a revival of thirty something. Can wow. I put this into the universe right now? There is not a single piece of announced media uh, that is more exciting to my mother that I be a part of than the thirty something reboot. You and I have to get on that thirty something. <laughs> Why would you be on it? Because I'm 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom loves the original 30-something so much. Busfield? That's a Timothy Busfield show? Is that he right? Was the, he yeah, was original. on the original. I yeah. don't know. Did he direct We got to get on. Party 5 is back on Freeform. I, I'm just saying, if you're involved in the 30-something, just to make my mother happy. Please. This is like the Chris Gethard article about him hosting <laughs> Kelly Ripa's uh, a show. <laughs> Look that up if you've seen it. I want to be on TV for my mother. Not for me. It's not for you. It's yeah, not for me. It'd be a fun thing. It'd be a fun thing. My mom. Mom likes the show, so do that for me. Is so what I'm she saying. was when you're a child, and she's like, someday he'll be thirty something, <laughs> and then my dream. Yeah, <laughs> if they do a new one, I don't think she was thinking that long term. But I think she was. She was like, oh, that show I loved is coming back. Oh, my son is uh, a podcaster, and he's thirty something. He could be on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they have a character who's like dealing with the relatable 30-something problem of uh, which uh, toys are you going to eBay. Right. Well, um, and also being a, one of those characters going to be a podcaster. <laughs> There's no I way. I mean, they all shows are contractually obligated to have a podcaster yeah. character yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So I assume the two creators of 30-something will listen to this. Sure. And, and Where is that going? Did I don't it say know. Look, yet? ABC I, c- or I couldn't tell you. Did you get maybe it's on free? Have you guys ever looked at free? Freeform is like everything conservatives think the culture wars are is on freeform. Mm-hmm. It's like party of five, 
but the parents are illegal immigrants and get deported and the five the kids all have to take care of each other like it and or (laughs) it's young people it shows about like young people and they are all very horny Mm. like that is where disney simultaneously very clean but then it has like horny stuff on free form and also the bachelor the horniest show on television sure, mm-hmm. sure. the weirdest horny because it's horny but there's a lot of hoops you gotta jump through it is, it is very a pri- extremely popular primetime show that is about like hookups and fucking yes. it is weirdly but yes uh, uh hookups and then inevitably one or two characters who are like i'm christian i don't do that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's very it's a very bizarre. It's company. very, very bizarre because, like you know, the a, a quick gay kiss has to be a microsecond long, and then edited out in most countries. And then mm-hmm. there's just a primetime show where, like, the whole premise is like a guy has sex with like like, uh, 12, like 20... women, twelve women, but who <laughs> then, will he fuck tonight? And then the and other like, half well, of the minute. year, a woman has sex with twenty yeah. men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I'm not even I'm not even saying. Uh, I don't have to be against any of it. It just feels like maybe this isn't the same. Maybe now we're holding everything to the same standard here. Yeah. Of whatever their decency, whatever they think is decency. Uh, uh, This brings up another story. So like I have another handful of stories that we're not even going to get to, and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of divvy them out or I'll just get to whatever we don't get to at the end. Sure. Um, Quick bites. Quick bites. These are quibbies of stories. A quick unnerving bite. But as you say, like editing stuff out for some countries, this like in the last couple weeks, Disney got flack because um, so in India, there's a very popular streaming service called Hotstar which Disney has operational control of. Hmm. And they did not air a John Oliver episode because it was critical of uh, Modi, mm-hmm. the uh, prime minister, mm-hmm. I believe, of India, president. Hmm, okay. prime minister. Um, he's a piece of shit. He's a fucking... Mm. <laughs> he's a, linked to, at this point, maybe multiple genocides. Um oh, uh, Not a good guy uh, okay. uh, uh, implementing a very odd religious citizenship law nasty stuff going on but sort of the same thing that happened with that Hassan Minaj show happened at indie it happened with the streaming service in india where they're just the like disney is wait owns or has a big part in, in or, this uh... hot star streaming service that okay, was showing okay. it oh god hmm. so that is uh, another thing that uh, uh he is inheriting that's that's creepy but are they and... show, are they still showing the hula hoop Wars show? They are. That okay. is a very pro Modi show. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, this is, this is an aerial shot where lots of hula, hula hoopers spell out the mm-hmm. word Modi. Okay, well, that's Yeah, fun. there's a whole Hindu nationalist episode. Oh, I like that. Hooray, that's good. Modi. Uh, also, we're recording this in the wake of the Lizzie McGuire Oh, Contras, yeah. where yes. they've been trying to bring like it they were bringing it back and then just suddenly it went away the creator was fired and nobody really knew why and now hillary duff implying that it was kind of due to disney moralism right and that they were not okay with portraying a 30 year old woman i mean probably having sex and stuff i think i think it was that they they were realizing it should have been on the the hulu mm-hmm. side of the line which if is we're all paying attention to this math. Disney Plus is where family friendly things go. Hulu mm-hmm. is the touchstone. Hulu is where more adult things go, and mm-hmm. they were 
that's I, I don't remember her quote, but it, it sort of implied that they wanted Lizzie McGuire to still be like a child despite being right. grown up. And it would be so bizarre to do anything. Uh, yeah, I think that the, I think that they uh, the Disney might be a bit confused. They need yeah. it. They need it's a big property. Mm-hmm. That would give a boost to Disney Plus. Yeah, but it, if it's Lizzie McGuire at thirty, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If, if you want it to be a thirty-year-old oh. woman lives in the city, she's, you know, what do you want? To, what she's are you having do? sex and her cartoon, she's sex, her dating. cartoon tune, uh, uh, the conscience is having sex as well mm-hmm. with other cartoon consciences. Is that the compromise? Is the cartoon get, get to be horny and naked? <laughs> She, wait, I, don't, I think that Hillary, makes it more. Hillary Duff's not calling adult. for like it's a lot nudity. More adult with that. She's not calling for nudity. No, no, on this, this show, is right? full well, HBO. We don't know. We, we haven't heard know. Hillary Duff's this full thoughts full on this. On... Okay, who hmm. knows? Well, because maybe, yeah, maybe that doesn't. If it was like a full like naked show, maybe that doesn't belong. <laughs> Does on she Disney want plus. girls? Does she want to yes. make yeah. Lizzie McGuire's girls? Yeah, maybe that is more of a Hulu show. Then I don't know. Lizzie Mc... Lizzie McGuire accidentally takes Molly in this episode. You know, goes on an adventure, stays out all night, hmm. loves the New York City. You know, <laughs> all right. <laughs> New... I mean, and if sounds... New York City is going to be a character, you know, it's always a character in movies. <laughs> I do know that. I do know that New York City is always a character. Um, so uh, here's what I have as far as, far as Chapek. I love unsourced crazy rumors. Oh, we love sorry, to yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen some. We've seen there was some rumor like, oh, uh, Iger's going to get into politics. I don't think that's happening. He's still around. Also, it would be the worst timing in the world. We're recording this like days before Super Tuesday. He's not going to be on the ballot. It's hard to start. Yes, yeah. right to before. An Although editor. He could, if, he wanted, if you want to talk top Bloomberg, you come in so late, it's post. Right. You're not even in any of the voting. Well, well an editor at Pace Magazine spoke that curse into existence of like, oh no, is this going to be a Bloomberg Iger ticket? Which is like, <laughs> that's just, that. let's not even imagine. That's just sucking the air out of the room. Whatever the in- inverse of charisma is. Like, all right, let's. <laughs> I don't mean, even know, does anyone like who is that for? Yeah, I don't think that's happening, but yeah. uh, you never know. We never know what's going to happen if there's a contested uh, convention. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think the uh, politics is happening. There were some other things, paranoid things. But this is my favorite that I've read online. Again, this is from... Um, it doesn't even matter. It really doesn't matter because okay. there's no way to prove that this is true. Okay, It's from a message board. <laughs> it's uh, a Twitter user, uh, at Figment underscore Jedi... And says take a grain of salt, but this is the uh, this is the rumor they saw on the message board. They're, I don't they didn't write this. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, the rumor, from what I've heard, is that Cameron and Landau, James Cameron and John Landau, yeah, are demanding an extra one billion dollars for the Avatar sequels. Bob went to the board on this, and they basically said, "You've gone soft. Chapek is taking over." Cameron <laughs> and Landau are apparently using some consulting firm outside of Disney that is totally off the record, <laughs> making the mouse even more angry. Could be something to do with Murdoch Fox. Making the mouth. I fucking hate that mm-hmm. shit. I know that's the always mouth. that's message board. That's the always... mouths that roared. Yeah. So uh Iger and Cameron were friends. Cameron and Chapek are not. Uh the board did not like that's a, that's the last bit of this. Whoa. Avatar, the endless wait for Avatar sequels may have brought down 
Iger. Right. That, you that were working land- for a company that was fixing Avatar prices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so huh. there's a little, before that, there's a little, uh, here, somebody wrote a different, uh, like an addendum. They work in finance, uh, close friends with a lot of the EAs, which is what, executive assistants, I assume, for the board. Apparently, been a lot of meetings lately between Bob Iger and James Cameron about Avatar sequel funding. Something to do with how much the marketing budget is promised to be in control of the IP. Cameron met with Bob on the 21st of February. Bob met with the board on the 24th. Chapek given Bob's job literally the day after. Just give him the money. You have the money. It's the second biggest movie of all time. I will say. only by the first biggest movie of all time, which you also made. Yeah. I do. It is interesting. I mean, it's a good it's a good rumor because of mm-hmm. the fact that we've been promised these avatar, the, uh, much like Bob Iger leaving the company. It's been the goalpost has been moved so many times for the sequels, how much money the sequels cost. They were supposed to come out, what, seven years, six years ago. But now isn't it supposed to come out right before is it now we're talking about the month that He's, Iger leaves. Right. Twenty twenty one. Like Christmas 2021. So also he can absolve himself of any... Right. And I think I'm assuming, because they, they've put... They're shooting, what, two back-to-back? The, yeah. The next two back-to-back. Mm, I sure assume there's... Eight and nine by this point. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's some anxiety in the Disney company about, like, is this going to work? Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Now, never bet against Cameron. Of but... course never bet against Cameron, but he is... This is, like, now... Yeah. And it's saying something. This feels like now we're like six times. It's a six times bigger bet than it's been. Yes. And again, I I didn't think Avatar. I before Avatar came out, I was like, maybe this is the one that finally he doesn't care. And then look right. what happens. But boy, it's been a long time. So very also, long time. a billion dollars spread over five movies isn't. Well, but that I think much. it's more. True. But yeah. I think it's more, and it's not five. I think it's, this is probably. F- I, I would imagine they because they're only shooting two. Mm-hmm. So if okay. they, again, if this is this is why it's a good rumor because you can imagine that there would be economic anxiety about these giant movies that I'm sure they've invested a billion dollars in already. Yeah, I'm sure it's a billion dollar. Like, and obviously, so. like they bought, they took on like debt as well because now yeah. they fully bought. Avatar once the Fox sale happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then they already had their the Avatar land was delayed for years as well too so cost probably a billion dollars and cost a ton of money so it's a good rumor in the sense that you can believe something like it is possible but I like the idea yeah that Iger was ca- uh, canned because the board said he went soft <laughs> I don't think the board is that cutthroat because Iger has been such a loyal like soldier for so long Mm. I feel like that that is such a turn on on him. And right after his book where he's going around talking about everything he's done at Disney and praising Disney. I mean, I look, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think yeah. that's a fun rumor. That is very fun. I, I mean, it's very think, exciting corporate intrigue. I think that Iger has as much of whatever criticism you have of him has like dumped a ton of money at a ton of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like he gets hit with the like cheap like label as much as like a JPEG does. No. I don't know if that's just like PR spin, but like the California Adventure redo, like he put a ton of money into that. The budget's for initially for like, I mean, Galaxy's Edge have blown way up, but like obviously that was a huge budget thing that was probably, I guess JPEG announced it, but that was right at the start of his like tenure. 
This guy loves slinging billions. Yeah, that's, what, feel, he lives that's for. what I'm saying. I feel like it does feel like Bob Iger loves slinging billions. <laughs> He's gonna walk in next to Ackerman and Giamatti, right? <laughs> um, so I uh, I like it. Yeah, but also it's a bizarre like we will now punish you by making you not CEO, but rather this slightly yes. diminished role uh, that you will get to stay in through the end of next year. Right. Well, it's yeah. a, it's a, it is a, it's a half measure. It's a hedging too. If that again, if it's indeed mm, it's a real hedge validity. by the mouse, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mouse. <laughs> Everybody Variety. uses that on these <laughs> Disney message boards. The I utility the bill the is due at the house of mouse, and someone's a little short. <laughs> the it's mouse the is first like of the, the month, and rent is calling. The mouse is like wacko jacko, <laughs> like it's the same tabloid. <laughs> yeah, <speak>. yeah. <laughs> The mouse's new skine. You know that phrase about (laughs) sitcoms? Yes. You know, it's sitcom. God, I'm so tired by the end of that word. It takes forever to say that word. Isn't there a quicker way to say it? (laughs) Skine. Great. Done. (laughs) Clear. Everyone gets it as soon as they hear it. Who was the the star of (laughs) Empty Nest? Mulligan? Yes. What's his friend? Mulligan's new skine is Bob doing boffo biz for the mouse. (laughs) The house sets uh, uh, Thomas Mulligan to top line their newest skine (laughs) on (laughs) Disney Plus. Uh, It's all, yeah. It's all Uh, very annoying. Wow. Very, very crazy. Let's. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the other thing that I thought was interesting, I came across in that Verge article, was that a lot of the, the thinking kind of changed within the company kind of Iger seeming to drive this of like look you all we all work for the company everyone's a company man if uh something has to happen where like consumer products takes a hit but then the movies do well take the hit okay because the company is still winning like you know if a rising rising tide lifts all ships so even if something like is negative for like home entertainment, but it uh, uh, like a move they have to make to make the like streaming stuff do really well. The company is still winning because mm. it's doing really well. Sure, Does sure. that make sense? It's like, but it, well, now I'm distracted by the metaphor though, because of course, a sink, uh, a, a ship has sunk that's right this week as soon as the well, per- oh man, well, great, <laughs> as uh, soon as the news was announced. Um, <laughs> a sign, um, the opposite of a rising tide, yes, uh, uh, a, a sinking ship. I, yeah, in a in a bizarre, like you know, like a you know, like a, a bird falling to his death upon a piece of news mm. being released. Like frogs falling from the sky, mm-hmm. a jungle cruise boat sank immediately after <laughs> JPEG was announced. It is just a, a strange, obviously unrelated, but but pretty funny that like this this really strange day where not just that, but then a SWAT team showed up. Yes, at the yacht and beach club, which seemed like that was fine. That was not didn't end up being a bigger. Situation maybe it was a misjudge no. situation. Yeah, someone thought they saw someone with a gun under a coat. And Jeez. so police cars and SWAT and helicopters arrived. So yeah, as this is the the literal environment that uh, uh Peck is is in here. I mean, he's already ahead of Parks, but like mm-hmm. and here here's the guy. Great. And how are Parks doing? Well, lots of them are closed for 2 months because of <laughs> coronavirus. Uh the SWAT team is at the Hot and Beach mm-hmm. Club and a Jungle Cruise boat sank. 
Yeah, Very I mean, bizarre. I look now. I'm just spinning my own rumors. This is all orchestrated by Iger to get rid of yet another person that oh. is in line for the throne. He just like Iger with some bills too. No, Iger was with a scuba mask. <laughs> in the magic kingdom under the boat like just drilling like with one of those like old-timey what do you call those drills you know i'm making I, this I know motion. what you're talking about yeah like wiley e. coyote or something looney tunes character has and he drilled a hole in the bottom of the boat he snuck in in one of those like camouflage suits yes to look like a jungle cruise plant uh-huh and then stripped it off had scuba gear underneath jumped into the water mm-hmm. made a boat sink and by making a boat sink he reminded everybody of Titanic. Mm-hmm. Then now everybody's tweeting about comparing this to Titanic, thus reminding everyone of the prowess of James Cameron. Oh, yeah. And that he should just be given all of the money in the right. world yeah. to finish his films. Wow. Yep. That makes too much sense. It's clear. Iger's, Iger's uh, he's uh, mission impossible pulling this. Wow. He's Ethan hunting it. He maybe, maybe, you know, even he got he got a loan um, of the, the Cameron submarine too oh probably I don't, true. Yeah. I don't think it's deep that deep on the, but maybe there's a skinnier shorter submarine that could go under the water of the jungle yeah. cruise mm-hmm. 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 i buy it well now we know all right yep. now we know let's solve that yeah. um very crafty some people mover cars collided oh that too. Which, is that right it's not the first time i've heard of that happening recently like a <laughs> listener that happened to a couple months ago Jeez. uh again everyone fine i think they just bumped uh, but not actively not supposed to function that way. No. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, very strange. I, I um, the I, I I was trying to find other other info about this sinking scenario. The boat was the Bomacondi Bertha. Yes. It is one of the uh, two wheelchair equipped boats. Hmm. So if this doesn't come back, they're going to need a new handicap boat mm-hmm. but there is this happened before in 2004 a boat sank and it is back in operation and has been ever since hmm. okay. i forget if it was with guests on board uh but that was called the sankuru sadie so if mm. you get on the sankuru sadie at, at disney world know that that's one of the ones that sank mm-hmm. and uh so there is hope for the okay the so this I is suppose. a this is not without precedent is 2004 the pressler era um, I think he was done by then. Okay, I forget when he left. Was Iger up and running by then? Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I believe took over in 2005, in, in transition. Mm, 2005, 2005, huh? 2005. Mm-hmm. Did Iger drill so a hole in the boat, in the bottom of that boat too? <laughs> was or was that before? And that like created the need, like, well, we got to do something. We got to get Eisner out of here. We got boats sinking. Yeah, let me see here. Um, oh, October 2005. Was when Iger assumed the role of CEO. This is his little cat burglar. That's right. Like iconic move, his little calling card. Wow. Wow. Mm. Stop sinking boats. It's also clear. We're on to you. Yep, we know. Um, uh, Disney announces they're bringing Impossible Burgers to the park. <laughs> I missed that. That one. happened this okay. week. It was already at um, the the uh, festival that just wrapped up in Epcot. Mm-hmm. And there's Impossible Foods. Uh, I think at the, they were, were at the one we were at too. We were at Food and Wine. I think the Arts one. It was at. It's at the California Adventure of Food and Wine that just started this past week. They're permanently in, but now. they're gonna start adding it to like taste pilots, like places where you can get a burger. Mm-hmm. You know, good. I went this week to the mall 
that had not the Schomburg Mall, but the other mall that had uh, Mickey's Kitchen, mm. uh, uh, which is in Montclair. I was at the shops at Montclair and uh, thinking about how, wow, in this space is where Mickey was selling <laughs> veggie burgers and how disgusting that sounded to me when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And now, look, a permanent collaboration between Disney and Impossible and... It sounds great. Sounds delicious. Yeah. As long as you're not ruining those things with hunts. <laughs> Disgusting. Garbage hunts. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> or like slightly mass-produced ketchups. Unless you got your hands in that ketchup, it's, it's shit. either all the way mass-produced or it's, it's one artisan. Company. Okay, look. It's either Heinz <laughs> or you suffer through hunts. Suffer. And if, if, a, if, if it's like our homemade house ketchup, it's like, all right, let's see what you got. But some but you're still judgy. You're judgy. But it's of another level. Mm-hmm. But if it's ho- homemade, other uh, another, uh, homemade flavored ketchup, you're like, huh? All ears. Uh, I, I let's see uh, again. Let's see what this is. I had one in mm-hmm. Vegas where I was like, oh, this doesn't taste good. <laughs> okay. What was it? Regular? No, it was like a Chipotle ketchup. Mm. You're just not into Chipotle. I think ketchup. you're a traditionalist when it I comes am to a ketchup. ketchup. Mm-hmm. But again, as a member of the hashtag Sauce Squad. Well, there's not a lot of ketchups on that. Though. No, I know, but I I'm really just saying there's a variety of sauces, so it's surprising to right. me. Right. That's all I'm saying. Huh. I'm going to test this uh, when we're out in the wild. Okay. We're going to have different ketchup. I'm going to find a place that has the most different kind of ketchups, and we'll go. Okay. A blind taste test? Oh, maybe. That's a good idea. Oh, sure. Mm. Uh, did you like, remember Uma- when Umami Burger used to be good? Uh, they would have yeah. like their kind of like t- very tomato-y ketchup. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I like that one. Okay, it was ve- was a lot of umami. It was salty mm. or whatever they put in there. I don't know. It was good, though. It was pretty good. Yeah. Maybe it's still good. I don't know. Mm. Um, uh, have you seen this other new food? I was looking up different, this big news. Uh, they have a new cocoa Remember Me Guava Hand Pie at the Jolly Holiday Bakery. What a confusing phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Me Guava Hand Pie. Hand pie? Yeah. They've really gone mean? all in on hand pies. What's a hand pie? Well, so this like, is you a imagine hand like pie. a hostess fruit pie. Oh, oh, like some McDonald's would be a hand yeah, pie. Yeah, like a McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. But uh, why didn't they, they didn't call those hand pies? Where's this phrase from? I don't know. I Jason? think it was invented. I think, I think mm. it's like their marketing thing. Okay. Like a walking taco. That's a thing that a lot of places have been doing now. <laughs> what? I don't know that one I've either. I've never heard that. They're all kind of walking. It's like what a Frito mean? pie. Okay. Essentially Frito pie. Are you are like you a, a hand pie? Are you pro saying? hand pie? I uh I think it had to be case by case. I'd probably try it. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. But not a not a you don't have like did you have fruit pies as a child? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't I was not a fruit pie kid. Even then, I knew like these are bad for me. Like you, you would read the calories and the fat content. You're sure. like, Oh, this is very bad. I'm back around to Ghostbusters snacks. Do you guys recall a Ghostbusters pie yep. that was like green ooze inside? Yes, yes. I never was, had like, it. Kind of horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked the idea of it so much I that I may have even asked my mom to get it again just due to the concept. But I, I specifically <sighs> remember. Opening that up in a lunchbox and going like, Jesus. Like, even Neon, for as a green, kid, it yeah. felt too fakey to me. I do think I had it once, and I think it grossed me out. Mm-hmm. I think it was too gross. It looked like um, like Nickelodeon slime. Yes. Which is like, was not appetizing to eat. Good. I liked slime fine, but I always like was kind of grossed out by the idea of slime even getting on me. Was it not Ghostbusters? Was it a, a Ninja Turtles? 
An ooze uh, pie? If you had said there were both of them, I would say yeah, yes. I but would... I do remember the turtles too, so perhaps it is there just the turtles. There was a real war for the lunch boxes. I'm looking at some Hostess turtles pies. I'm looking at one that is filled with vanilla pudding power. Pudding with an <laughs> I apostrophe. I would assume it's just vanilla pudding dyed green. Yeah. yeah. I just remember biting into something and a bunch of green pouring out and not being super psyched. I am sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see this. Oh, that doesn't look. I don't know. I had some version of this that I remember being gross. I was looking at a, a an ad where uh, Raphael has a quote bubble. Hey, free pie, dudes. <laughs> What a dream. If he walked into this room, right? And if he walked up to your screen door. Oh, my gosh. It's a full Raphael who says, hey, free pie, dudes. Oh, man. That would, That is my dream. <laughs> I guess it's my dream and Jason's dream combined. Yeah. Sure. That's both. Vanilla pudding power. Anyway. Um, um. So talking about, I mean, we've mentioned it a little, but, you know, talking about what affects one area of the company affects all the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The coronavirus. Yes. is really going to affect Disney. They, so Shanghai and Hong Kong Disney have been closed since late January. They will probably end up closed for a full two months at least, at minimum. Yeah. Yes. Tokyo is closing mm-hmm. until mid-March as for of now. For a couple now. weeks right now. Yeah. For a couple week, weeks. Universal, Universal. Uh, Japan also closing. Legoland Japan is closing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now comes the laugh riot <laughs> about <laughs> this news. It is, it's, it's really insane. I mean, like... I, I was trying to recall, like, are there other long-term closures apart? And I guess Tokyo must have been closed for a long time post-earthquake. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes. I don't think this is totally unprecedented that multiple parks are closed for a long stretch of time. Well, and other attract the Louvre, I read this morning, is closed. Oh. All right. Yeah. So and people t- just Dis- taking precautions. Disneyland Paris is, like, waiting and seeing, like, yeah. they're staying open for now, but they might... Uh... I was in I was in line at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad... Wednesday and I saw I looked at my phone and it said Orange County declares emergency (laughs) and some places that tweeted that at least on theme park Twitter that was often tweeted with like a picture of the Main Street Station Mm -hmm. as if to say Disneyland is infected get out now yes well no proof of this this has not happened right I will say I'm already very sensitive to like if someone coughs around me I go oh come on don't get me sick please Mm -hmm. Uh, and it felt like Every, one out of every two people was coughing just crazy. I mean, there were, the person in front of me in line when I saw it was coughing like crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I have it. <laughs> I have it for sure. <laughs> the news story gave it to you. The news story so gave you it read to me. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what they're going to do. A lot of money is going to be lost. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, when places now, if you are going to Disneyland, just know that when places declare states of emergency, one of the reasons is to open up access to funds just yes. in case. So yeah. that may be a preventative measure. Mm-hmm. But yes, they're uh, scientists saying wash your hands a lot. Use hand sanitizer, carry hands like pocket hand sanitizer if you can. And even if you are like you know, healthy because like people get this if they're very, if they're like healthy average adults, um, uh, uh, probably it's more like a bad cold or a flu to them. But if people have health conditions already, they're higher at risk. Uh, uh, people don't like, yeah, I think cause it was like 80% of people who have it will just like think they have like a cold or something like you yeah. won't know it necessarily, but mm-hmm. do be cognizant for immunocompromised, uh, people in the world. Be healthy. Sure. Don't cough on people. Wash your hands a lot. 
I think if you have an old Hostess Ninja Turtles pie, mm-hmm. the chemicals in that are probably such that they would sanitize your hands. So chop open a pie. Oh, you're saying crack yeah. that baby up, get that ooze on you. Might be more sanitizing than what they call hand sanitizer. Yeah, at this point, if it's been aged 25 years. Yes, past a point, it became so toxic. <laughs> it might also now also if you opened it around a turtle, the turtle well, might say grow it's into t- a living turtle. It's uh, going to turn you into something too. It's yeah, turn yeah, you yeah. into a bebop or rock steady. Cool, which is pretty awesome. It's going to give me punk qualities that I didn't previously have. Yeah, I'm going to grow a mohawk and a nose ring. Mm-hmm. At the very least, you'd become like Super Shredder, Super Scott. Hell yeah. You just be bigger. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> bigger that's super Scott. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I gotta get my hands on some of these pies. He loves the Beach Boys twice as much. <laughs> wow. Is it even possible? Super Could J- it be done? Super Jason, of course, naps for longer in Vegas. An eight hour REM cycle. <laughs> the dream. He didn't do anything in Vegas. Oh my god, he's yawning so much. Super Jason. <laughs> um well, so Yes, there have been cases of uh, coronavirus in Orange County. Hopefully that doesn't spread. But it's not all bad news in Orange County, California, because Mm. there was some very good news this week, this weekend. uh, An amazing event. Mm. Hey, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live it was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Okay, so if... Uh, listeners are not uh, aware of the some of the things that have transpired on the the second gate or on the on the Twitter. You might be very versed in in mm-hmm. all of this stuff, but you you may not have heard uh, the episode about Fry's Electronics, the surprisingly well themed uh, electronic store chain, uh, uh, and w- which you know I think we've all been fascinated by uh, uh, over the years. Very good one in Burbank. Very good one in Woodland Hills. And I discovered uh, one in in Anaheim, where I went uh, uh, with my wife Farron, and we we found this video that played in a space console, and then over many different monitors all over the store, where an astronaut tells you to press a red button uh, that makes a space launch happen on top of the store. The video cuts to the outside of the Anaheim Fries. A guy says, "Anaheim Fries is go." And uh, uh, and and you've uh, succeeded in your mission. Mm-hmm. I loved this video very much. I told you guys about it. You had not been to the store, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing this seemed like well, this reminds me so much of Patrick Warburton and Soren, and this seems like you know for this guy who made this and who appears in this, uh, th- you know, this is my dream: being in a video that plays in a loop in a really specific location. Uh, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Thus, I set about recreating the video. I did it exactly with the same <laughs> framing, the same graphics. I did all the work for them. And then when we put out this episode about a month ago at this point, I said, you know, maybe this is the start of a little campaign mm-hmm. to try to get myself 
to be in that video in that spot in Fry's Electronics. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a, a, a big roller coaster <laughs> since then, but it's all happened very fast. I feel like sometimes it's a we hatch a schemes on this show, little thing like, you know, what we should do, we should try to do this. Right. And this felt like one where it, it came together shockingly quickly. It was a launch. Yeah. It was not a, when you're saying it's a roller coaster, it was, but it was a launch coaster. It happened really quick. It ramped yeah. up uh, from zero to 85 mm -hmm. very fast. Yes. And as I'm, you know, I'll, I'll quote a listener, uh, uh, you know, to, to spoiler, I'll, I'll quote a listener uh, who was at the event that we had mm -hmm. at Fry's in saying, you know, he said it, not me. This guy said, hey, Scott, <laughs> you now are a launch king. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt really good because here's the the end, and you and listeners uh, very well might know this at this point. Uh, but all of a sudden, it worked out. I, as we are recording this, I am in the video. They used my video. I am the new astronaut in Fry's Electronics Anaheim. Yes, um, playing on multiple screens. So many script, four so many, giant screens, a yeah. couple of little ones inside the the spaceship. Uh, this was nuts, and we had a little event, uh, uh to, to celebrate this, but I, I guess this is probably the place to sort of, uh, talk about how it came together, um, because we posted the video, uh, Mike, you correct, you, you, you know, we've been kind of banking episodes in advance for a little bit, and, and, and you were like, maybe we should put this one out soon, because <laughs> what if, given the state of some of the stores in this chain. Mm -hmm. What if there is a problem and the store goes away? Right. We had a ticking clock. There was a ticking clock in my mind because if there was something, an objective we had to meet of something we wanted done, mm -hmm. let's just be on the safe side in case, who knows, fries, whatever. Something would go away. One of the stores would leave, especially obviously the Anaheim. There's a few starting to close. I think one in, Nor in NorCal recently closed and, and we were... We were a little bit worried, and you, were, I, I totally agreed with you when you said that. I'm really glad you said it, and so that that made, made us think. Let's get that episode up uh, uh, quickly. Mm -hmm. We put up the video on on Twitter very quickly, and I didn't want to be the person tweeting it at fries. I didn't even at them in the tweet. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be you know bugging these people. I wanted to approach them uh, uh, with a lot of civility. I, I I even said in the episode, let's not be mean about this. Don't say, hey, get say fucking fries. Get Gardner in there ASAP right. or I'll torch the store. Mm -hmm. Why, no, they'd only be doing us a favor. I wanted it to be very nice. And people totally took the message. Mm -hmm. Everybody, a, a lot of the guys of doing this was that I, was, I did a 4K up res mm -hmm. of, the, of the video. And so a lot of people really played the game and commented like, Oh man, the 4K upres looks amazing. You have to install this ASAP. <laughs> and the listeners, th thank you all so much. By the way, the listeners uh, tweeted this at Fry's Electronics, and it seemed like a lot of people were tweeting at Fry's Electronics. And but yet, to no avail for several days. Right until someone, maybe multiple people. I, I forgive me, I don't know who. Someone tweeted at Fry's Help. Yes. Yeah. An alternate account. This was very smart. Because after that account was tweeted at, we got a response mm -hmm. from a man on the inside, a man named Billy. Mm -hmm. We know his name is Billy because he said the name in the tweet. He mm -hmm. gave us a specific, this was very, very excellent customer service. He gave mm -hmm. us a, it is not just, you know, a, a shadow brand. We know who the individual was. Right. Now we know who we're aiming at. It is Billy. Quickly, we begin DMing. 
in a very surreal move that podcast the i am looking at a, at a twitter dm exchange between podcast the ride and official fries electronics mm-hmm. this is so delightful because you and, feel like you're interacting with charlie chip yes some what i see on the other end is charlie chip who is a big computer chip right who's the mascot in the stores who wears different costumes and he's typing away at a keyboard like what's that old uh, uh the ending of the tv shows where a guy's oh, typing away saying. on the typewriter yeah. um i yes he like he himself is uh, is sending the messages uh so uh, uh this is this is delightful and i will say as soon as it turned into dms it was always coming from the perspective of let's work this out. Let's see if we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. It never felt uh, combative. It never was like, eh, we'll see. It never felt humoring. I right away from Billy felt like, oh, he likes it. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I think this is a real possibility. Mm-hmm. So we're going back and forth. But I won't hear for a couple of days. And then suddenly he's like, so uh if we can work this out would you guys want to have like an event in the store mm-hmm. of course we would like to have an event in the store <laughs> yeah incredible that would be so so now my hopes are climbing sky high i i'm so excited i'm dreaming of what that event could be i'm thinking about a speech that i would give mm-hmm. I, I don't like getting ahead of myself uh, lest dreams be crushed but i certainly was getting ahead of myself and imagining this great day then another tweet mm-hmm. in the same week this uh, that we hear about shapek and all of this nonsense uh uh on the day before shapek i believe this is on a monday news story fry's anaheim is closing mm-hmm. my heart sinks this is awful this is the death of the dream right uh, uh mission not accomplished there will be no event and i'm just sad for them because i'm so fond of this store i named it my number one fries which is saying a lot it's, because uh, they're all a lot of fun it's like at this point it's like that like Miz scene you're like i dreamed a dream <laughs> <laughs> exactly how i felt i yeah. felt like i was uh, What's the character's name i can't think of her name <laughs> felt like i'd been I was shaved ball. i was wearing a, a burlap sack i was uh, uh <laughs> sad in the cold um i uh, uh yes very tragic for me uh i i felt all the way down fontaine I felt exactly like Fontaine. <laughs> you sing that song and then you die, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> Memory yeah, serves, yeah. Fontaine. <laughs> oh, sing no. that song and then falls over. Oh, I don't think I knew that, actually. I oh, believe geez. that's how the timing uh, the show works out. Uh, I, yeah, um... I uh, I thought it'd be a life worth living. <laughs> I, how does that song go? That's a lyric, right? That's, yeah, that's about right. Uh, so then I... I'm like, let me round up the the horse. I'll I'll you know correspond with Billy about this and just say, ah, too bad. Well, thanks for trying, mm-hmm. brother. I send him. A, I say, Mike. I send my condolences. I'm not even sure I mentioned the video. I'm like, well, or maybe just like, oh, could have been fun. And then he writes back and is like, yeah, I know, bad news. Well, it just really puts the the clock on this thing to get your video in the store, <laughs> Billy. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's not giving up with all the things happening. The store is going to be closed in six days. He is still determined to make this happen. <laughs> uh, now, all right. So now I'm caught in this week where, oh, my God, is it going to happen? I, I, I hung out with my friend Raja. He asked how things are going. I'm like, it's pretty crazy right now because I am caught in the whirlwind of <laughs> Fry's Electronics might use my video or they might not. The store might close. I don't know what is going to happen. Uh, uh, I, I felt crazy. 
And uh, but no, nonetheless, I'm prepping the video. I'm doing the parts that I had not completed before, such as mm -hmm. that I needed to make my own new special effects shot of the rocket taking off <laughs> from on top of the store. I had comping work to do. How many hours total? Do you I should have. I twenty. Uh, I, I I th what's that? 20 hours? On all of this? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, to set up the green, I to assume, go rent yeah. the costume. Right. And, uh, and it's all costing me money. Mm -hmm. uh, to rent the costume costs money. Sure. Uh, uh, it's, it's money and it's time. Uh, and not to mention, bizarrely, another ticking clock, the store's last day is going to be on Sunday. Uh, I subscribe to a like video stock footage site. My yearly subscription is done on Sunday, wow. the same day. So I've got limited time to get all of my space footage. There's so much going on here. It's a race to the finish line. Uh, but, you know, we start going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, on a Friday afternoon, I get a photo from Billy of my video, a frame from my video in the, mod the exact same screen where I saw it. A year ago. Did you guys realize? Did I tell you what, this? To the day? Not to the day. To the week. Wow. I tell you pretty good. That, yeah. Yes. It was exactly, if, if, if not for the leap year to right. end up being on a leap year day. No, like almost exactly the same from when wow. we saw it for the first time. Uh, I've never been so nervous sending a tweet. <laughs> We all agreed, okay, so some kind of event. And but also, Jason, as you said, you're in Vegas this entire time. You're like, what's going Every on Every now, now and then I look at my phone and I'm just like, what is happening back in the city? Like, you know, I was thinking like, oh, this happens really fast. I might miss this. It's just fine. That too. It's another ticking clock. to just happen. Jason might so. not be there. I won't have my full crew with That's me. Right. And what would it mean? If, but uh, I mean, we, we worked out like a precise rocket launch. Yes. Everything came into place yeah except exactly something was on fire when i was uh, uh by griffith park when i was driving down so i hit very bad traffic so i showed up about 10 minutes after Scott. i walked in everyone facing a different direction cheers and i'm like what is happening oh wait wait, wait don't well, skip ahead hang on that's, yeah, just yeah, a tease. Yeah. that's just a tease <laughs> so because that is the that just is suddenly not just a cherry on top that is a gigantic yeah. mound mm -hmm. of whipped cream and an avalanche of cherries on mm -hmm. top uh uh so friday afternoon oh my god i think it's happening we all agreed okay let's try to do something it can't be too official but let's just tweet out you know hey we're gonna be there we're gonna go check it out uh, uh, you know, come down if you can. So I rent the astronaut costume again. I'm again in in the tank for more money. This keeps being at a di financial disadvantage mm. to me. Would it have been better just to buy in hindsight? Yeah, I guess looking back. Uh, uh, yeah, and I'm look. I'm going to use that for something else. Right. I mean, to have an astronaut costume on hand. So yeah, that's sure. gonna, that's going to pay itself off. Um, so it's uh, again this timeline. The store was we announced the store is closing forever. Mm -hmm. uh, that's on a Monday. Will be closed on Sunday. We discover that for the last weekend that the store is ever open, they will be playing my video in a loop. So we're going to be there Saturday at one. Uh, uh, we get there right on. I, I caught you in the parking lot, Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, we walk in. We didn't know what we were going to be walking into. In fact, then we walked in. There's nothing on the screen, and I'm like, "Did something happen? Is it not uh, showing?" But then. I hear a clap and then another clap and I walk up and in front of that space console, mm -hmm. a an audience of dozens of our <laughs> listeners who have all gathered mm -hmm. to watch this historic launch. Uh, and yes, as I said, I am I'm wearing the space suit right again. Uh, so I yeah I feel, look it's right stuff. It's Apollo thirteen. <laughs> this is this is a hero moment for me. And then 
something I could not have anticipated, which is that I go up, I I get up on the little stage. It's kind of a little like stage almost uh, on the space console. Uh, I walk up there and I am joined by a child, an eight-year-old boy also wearing an orange space jumpsuit. And I'm... Just did the store coordinate this? What's happening? Come to realize this is a a, a listener brought his family from Flagstaff, Arizona mm-hmm. for this event. Drove their son wearing a spacesuit, and he joins me. It it was like the you know uh, uh, everybody's marching victoriously at the end of Life Aquatic, mm-hmm. and then like a yeah. little kid runs up yeah, to. Yeah. It's like now there's a kid part of this crew. What's going on? I ask him his name. He says. Soren, this whole thing, my goal to be like the Patrick Warburton Soren video. Yeah. And I meet a little child named Soren. It's magic. The strangest thing. Uh, I ask if he wants to be a fake astronaut someday, too. He says yes. Uh, uh, so that's the Soren is the next generation. If I can do it, he can do it. Um, I made a little speech. Right after the speech, Jason walks in. I walked in. You, you did, you did and, not work. That's the only timing that didn't work out. That was, um, yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, we got to, you know, apl- applaud for Billy, who I declared. Uh, this is an audience's suggestion. Yeah. I made Billy an official podcast, The Ride Legend. Mm-hmm. Billy, you were a PTR legend. And, well and deserved. Well deserved. Yep. Thank you. No, Nobody's helped the show more recently than you, Billy. Uh, uh, and then Jason... As you say, I love that this was this was what you saw when you walked in. And you found I'm not still, only the audience. I'll get into it in Vegas, but my brain, I feel like, is still Vegas is overwhelming, and, and so, you're so I so I walked into a, yeah, I'm still in nap world. <laughs> I walked into a happening, like a pop up, exactly whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, just it's, in progress. Scott, yeah. Scott's happening, and it freaks him out, man. <laughs> <laughs> it freaks me out. That's exactly how it felt, and I was like, it's not going to be a real event, and it's not like mandated, but certainly we're doing it, and it, nobody minds. We're just giving yeah. a, I'm giving yeah. a speech in this store while my own voice plays over and over again. There was a, so you're giving the speech. This is before Jason gets there, and there was an because people would gather, people were gathering that I assume were not our listeners uh-huh. because there's still shoppers in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the store's about to close. People also separately want to say goodbye to the store. Yes. Uh, and a c- older couple walked over and I was like, there's no way they listen to the show. The guy pulls his phone out, starts recording because I'm, I'm Instagram living immediately. I was overwhelmed too. Cause I was, I would come from Disneyland and I was like, wait, what's going on? I didn't know what was happening. I go, Oh, I guess I should just Instagram live this. And then an old couple came up next to me and I will say, Unless they were listeners, I don't think they were. They were recording you the whole time, and your jokes were killing with a guy. Yes, <laughs> he yeah. was really liking all the jokes. Great, and I was like, "Oh, that's." They have thought you were an actual astronaut. <laughs> yeah, I just think maybe they thought it was like a funny sketch that was happening, but they were like really, they had really enjoyed what there was, was happening. There was another confusing thing where I was up there wearing an astronaut jumpsuit, and then a couple walks up, and they they're like wanting to take a picture and and they asked my wife Aaron to take a picture and I was like oh hey all right and I stood next to them and they were like oh uh and then they said uh, all right now one without the astronaut 
Wait, wait, so they were just there to take a picture of the space console, right? Mm-hmm. Which I shouldn't think is that weird because that's what I was doing, right. yeah, not that long ago. I guess people did want to see this thing for the last time, yeah. And I should say, by the way, I got to talk to this guy Billy a ton. Um, Billy was talking about how much people love the store, love the theming, how much it means to them. He said several Make a Wish kids have made their wish to go be in that console. Really? And there's kind of a gate in there where you can't like sit as if you're driving it. But so, but for kids, they make a wish. Kids, they opened it up so you like you could like sit in wow. the console for a wow. while and feel like an astronaut. Wow, this that's place crazy. is important to people, and clearly very important to him. He's so fond of the store. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I just I felt like the you know the the heartfelt nature of this whole thing. Right. But uh, Jason, anyway, then so the first thing you see when you walk in, I, I yeah. So the first thing I see is everyone. Uh, uh, clapping, and I'm like, uh, but they were looking to the side. They weren't looking at me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like trying to like slip in out of the way because I don't know what they're looking at or what they're cheering for. Yeah. Because I think that there was, you know, there's still shelves and stuff everywhere. Some people are obscure. You were partially obscured by shelving. Mm-hmm. Mike was like, yeah, creep creeping behind a shelf and Instagram live. <laughs> like I came around the thing and Mike's like, I'm uh, you're on Instagram live right now. <laughs> like, okay. Right. I walk right into it. And then I see in the distance what everyone else has already seen and is cheering for. And a pure surprise, a surprise for me, a surprise for everyone. Mm-hmm. Walking so dramatically, way in the distance, <laughs> a gas a gasp from the crowd yes. as they see. Charlie Chip, mm-hmm. our friend, the mascot of Fry's, Charlie Chip, wearing an astronaut costume, a um, big cloth helmet and, and jet pack, essentially. An anthropomorphic computer chip wearing a spacesuit. Obviously, yeah. already one of our top characters in fiction. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. now rising the ranks at this point. I didn't even know his name exactly until we did the episode. Yeah. But now, after that, and one of, I think one of the most successful elements that we found of Fry's was him in all of those costumes and different guises. Charlie looks great. The place that made the suit, it's great. So to see him oh, in person, and knowing that they arranged this form, even though this was never like an, a really official event, that right. I was like having a child's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like they went in the back and got the Chucky costume. They yeah. got Charlie Chip to come out for me. And then we just had a photo like okay do you want a picture with us and charlie as if you want it was a picture with just charlie critter country as yeah. scott said like the pooh bear it's like when you know there's tigger here there's poo there's rabbit or something yeah we felt like we were we had to do an impromptu like mm-hmm. uh, a suited character receiving line so yeah you got a picture with charlie and the three of us or if you just wanted charlie we were happy yeah, 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 yeah. Get hey, out of look, the way. You know, there's other opportunities to meet us. Charlie, an astronaut, Charlie, who knows when we'll see him again. Yeah. When he, I watched the video back when I'm like, I'm not sure whether to go to him because the audience is so far away. And uh-huh. then he gives me a little like arms, like a little come hither, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm all in. And I ran up and gave him a big hug. This, I can't stop watching this footage. This delights me so much. And then I said, here, come meet my friends. <laughs> um, the child, uh, uh, Soren, who was there, pointed out that one of his cords was loose. Yes. So he, he was like worried, like, like Charlie can't breathe. <laughs> he was losing oxygen. Um, so then, yeah, we're hanging out with Charlie. I stopped knowing what the hell to do with Charlie after 
after a point. You were trying yeah. to, what was really funny is to be polite, you were trying to like excuse Charlie. Yes. So like in case you need a break or something. Because it's a giant costume. Yeah, it's probably pretty It's insane. Sweaty. So I think like, you know, people came up and took photos and then we were like, all right, well, thanks, Charlie. And then Charlie was like, like gave the thumbs up, but then stayed put. <laughs> Which I like, guess if you're told you're on sure. Charlie duty for a little while. But it was definitely like, a, oh, yeah, we got it. If you want to go get this off, please. And, it, and Charlie would just be like, thumbs up and stay. <laughs> it's like if you met, if you if you like met a musician or a movie star, it means a lot to you. And then you say like, you know, just I just think you're the greatest and you inspire me to do what I do. And just thanks, man. Cool. And then right. they, that wasn't it. And then you didn't know what else to say. Like, um, now it's just uh, you let so them off the hook. But yeah, they they've stuck around. I mean, God bless Charlie for not wanting to leave. Yes. to say the part. But then we got this was a wonderful thing. We got to lead everybody over to the presentation room, which is mm-hmm. what they call the little movie theaters that are in every store. This one is inside a giant spaceship and it's closed down. They're closing down big parts of the store. This is like, you know, do not pass tape everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they led us specially and opened the door they like unlocked it for us just to go sit in there i always take this picture where it's just me sitting in the theater and now i have it from the same perspective aaron took it where it was a group full of people in Mm -hmm. the presentation room and then we did a little like impromptu live interview with billy Mm -hmm. uh, where he told us great he talked about the theming and where it comes from i think they used to build rocket parts in this uh particular location yeah, at the very least, I believe. Yeah, um, him having to run this all past one of the fries. Right, that's an element of this we haven't said. Also, like the founders of the company had to sign off on this. Yes, and the guy who was in the video before, who I replaced, saw it. Who still He's seen it? Who still works? In he the company. still works at yeah. the company. His name's Jim. He used to make all of the in-house videos, like the TV commercials yes. and everything. And apparently, he didn't want to be the guy originally. He did it because nobody. Else in the office volunteered. You freed Jim. I finally from the his burden. He never wanted to be on camera. He didn't ask for this. No, I I really did him a favor. Um, But hey, it wasn't just a banner day for you, Scott. mm -hmm. I mean, Mike got to correctly identify that Matchbox Twenty came on in the store. And a listener Thanks. brought us all some tea cakes. Yes. I... Well, that was the Flagstaff. Yes. People. The wonderful people from fi- these delicious tea cakes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they're wonderful. Yeah. They were given to the. He brought a cake for the people in the store. Yeah. The cake said, uh, Fries Anaheim, you give us strength. <laughs> there was a sick... oh, you, you missed nice. that part. I missed the cake. Yeah, 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 yes. A sector keeper quote was on a cake for the people who, <laughs> who have to have to say goodbye to this store whose store is closing. This was just all such wonderful, heartfelt stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I'll I'll say this that that uh, uh, getting to talk to Billy for a while, who was, who was a, a great guy, uh, it really lit up when we got. The, he was excited from second one as mm-hmm. we uh, intuited, and he said as we were leaving, this could have been. Real bad news weekend. We have to close a beloved store. It never feels good just logistically to have to do this. And just we love this one in particular. Mm -hmm. And you guys help make it fun for us. What could have been a bummer of a weekend. It's like we got to celebrate this place instead of it just shutting down forever well, that's yeah that's the, i met the store manager people were like <laughs> yes. people what's so funny is because like it was really uh uh fun and positive everyone was like cool with us like hanging out but i still felt like the employees were like i think can they really like it's just like 
taking up real estate in the middle of the aisles. <laughs> it felt weird. I know. And and the manager's like, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're welcome. I, well, so it was po- I was I'm I, saying it was positive despite like I was just like not sure. Yeah, I didn't. I was so relieved to walk in and realize a group had already gathered and they had not stopped it. I was worried I'd be giving a speech and then somebody would walk up and go, hey, what the hell are you doing here? And we'd all have to run away. Mm-hmm. But no, we could not have been more welcome. We did a private show in the screening room, which we were let in to do. It was uh, It was honestly, it was an immersive, if you're a listener. It was, yes. It was yes. an immersive People of walking around a, a store with us. A live flash Frizzlet, which we couldn't do this in a theme park. We couldn't get. We got to like no. Have, this got to be like a for one afternoon a podcast the ride themed environment. Yeah. One of the hosts is up on the walls play like the, uh, my voice is echoing. You can meet us. We're doing a live little show for you. We're talking to people about others. It just became a fan meet and greet. Uh, I made the offer that uh, we if you bought something from the store, you know, go support the store and then bring it back to us and we would sign it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we that had to was sign. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> we got to sign all this fun shit. Somebody bought like, um, you know, the kind of implement you'd use to like pull a pizza out of an oven. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, this is the closest thing we could find to a paddle, mm-hmm. a paddle for your ass. Uh, uh, as the, uh, the guy from the rainforest cafe would tell me for Tita. Uh, what, what did we sign? Uh, what did you sign? We signed uh, women in black, an adult movie. It's a, I saw, yeah, men in black porno. <laughs> yeah. Because they still yeah. have a porno. Section. They, that was the big surprise <laughs> to me. Shocking. They have pornography and, and okay. little warning, do the little skip ahead. If you don't want to hear dirty words, because I, I can't not, say so yeah listener andrew found this probably the funniest item in the store women in black 2 and it had the tagline uh protecting the earth from the cum of the universe yeah now now that's that's funny i don't care who you are right there that's funny funny. the cum of the universe yeah (laughs) because the tagline in case you don't remember is the scum scum of the the universe so it was sitting right there which also like scum is like kind of a derivative like that they're in the same ballpark there I think I suppose so, but uh, that was just the. Pe- I mean, people were buying the eighty-five cents branded fries, water bottles, which featured gorillas or apes gorilla. going crazy for electro for like Palm Pilots and laptops. I, I regret not buying one. Someone found a dirty cyborg Funko Pop, and then my favorite, a dog-eared two thousand and eleven Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> Very dog eared. Very dog eared. 2011. We which they're still selling for five sixty nine. I yes. would say that I nice. did not get a good chance to walk around the fries because the people would bring this up to us and I would be like, this does not feel like it's sold in a an electronic store in 2020. Right. But apparently there's a bunch of like like the porno the porno that we signed. <laughs> It felt like it had been sitting there for 15 years. Yeah. So it's a parody of a movie from 2002. From tw- right. Yeah. So, and it was, but like the cover was falling off of it. <laughs> and I was like, they've just been, ha- there's just been a porno sitting in this store for 20 plus, like 20 years. <laughs> there's another skip ahead too. I watched, there. I, there's another one called the uh, skip ahead, skip ahead. Complete and uncut, a foreskin fantasy. That was How in long? fries. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
for, this I, is so much weirder than the poop uh, toys we talked about. There were these series of toys that yeah, we talked about was, on the Patreon oh, episode. Someone Pooperoos. Uh, Pooperoos, someone thank bought you. a thirty dollars Casery phone case. Oh the yeah, insane oh, company from the profit. A profit company. Yeah, a profit they, tie We should have written. I apologize. I can't remember who bought what. So. That was Mia, I Shout believe. Who yeah. was, oh, who yes. was made this part of a vacation from Canada. From Canada, going to Disneyland. <laughs> yes. Uh, and doing the full like Disneyland hotel, uh, uh, Napa Road, doing the full yeah, giant, the full, full, and this happened to fall circuit tour. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fact that this was at the Anaheim one of all of them uh-huh. that we were able, and I turned it into a. Then I went and I, I had a, a celebration drink at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. Sure, at a Our sarsaparilla uh, Manhattan. I, I mean, like, hopefully, other people turned it into a little Disneyland. That it was so close. To, to to our favorite park, my favorite store. This was just such a a heartwarming event. A podcast the ride immersive. It plants the seed. Wow. Can we do more podcast the ride immersive? Well, uh, it's funny you bring that up because we've maybe talked about we've it. Talked, we have. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 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 pimping you out a little. Yes, we have. There's. If you're interested in this idea, whatever it is, the general yeah. notion of this, please let us know. Yeah. But it made me excited for little like. Yeah, little happenings. There's a yeah. There will be more happenings to come. I don't know. We don't have such a solid yeah. idea yet, but there are. We, ju- I mean, big, look, big, maybe we'll hit hit up the last hour of operation of the Fry's Anaheim and buy one of the many copies of Mad Max Fury Road and screen that, <laughs> or one of the many copies of uh, Red Bull's sports movie. Red Bull. That's what puts they a have. Ton of money into very beautiful 4K like snowboarding and skydiving they movies. Had they had a giant box so, set. Massive. With box. multiple carabiners and box sets of Red Bull's Extreme Sports Collection. There they, were 50 of those. I there feel was like. only one copy of the 70s film FM starring Howard Hessman uh, that they were selling for $30. Still, were, they aren't like cutting the prices. Yes, nothing was marked out. Dirty three, Cyborg was still. There was a collection of three uh, three movies I never heard of, uh, and it was called the Mother Trucker Collection. <laughs> and it was just, I think, like, uh, like women in hot pants, like driving cars. Sure. Cool. And maybe killing people. I don't know. And I was like, what? And there's like $35. <laughs> they're, they're standing their like, ground. Wait a minute. What? Did this ever sell for $35? One of you said there's a whole aisle of reading glasses. And then a few minutes later, I saw someone walking to the register with a brand new pair of reading glasses to purchase. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we were in there for like two hours. And I do. The only regret I have is that I didn't go aisle by aisle yeah yeah and yeah. try Explore to figure the, out the weirdest the i meant thing. to get a watusi smoothie before it closed or whatever i think they were not running the smoothies but they like running okay pretty good store right you pretty guys good. hadn't been before yeah no i hadn't see it no yeah. last two days the the there's a giant shuttle in the back of this like it's mm-hmm. so impressive that they can't move. That's like built into the store. So they have to blow it up. I, yeah, maybe. Or that'll just be whatever. Just like it a turns Sam's into. Club now has a. Well, I was saying to some listeners that if any fries close, they should reopen a Toys R Us inside of it. Oh yes, good but call. yeah, Toys R Us bring those is, back. Yeah, is a real. Oh, and that with a spaceship. Oh right, God. that's what Man. I was saying. I was saying if they close any of the ones with the theming, how about right. Toys R Us reopens in there? 
Uh, but that's a whole nother episode about what's going on with the Toys R Us company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, now, we did I'll, another bit of inside information. Would the Woodland Hills fries, which is themed after Alice in Wonderland and like really detailed Lewis Carroll style drawings, yeah. uh, uh, th- there is a news story officially saying that it is closing. And it may be someday, but we have the inside line that it will be open through all of 2020. Mm-hmm. So get to that store. Get it up. Yeah. And I'll give this little tease. There's a possibility of a podcast the ride presence in there. Maybe, maybe. Just an Impossible. idea. We've thrown us in. Yeah. And the real cliffhanger, because I, I don't even want to consider this fries too. I think there's maybe still a fries too full episode to oh, do. Yeah. But I think maybe it can't happen until this plays itself out. This may not be the end of Astronaut Scott. Oh, Astronaut a, Scott may still have a future in the fries chain and i'll leave it at that oh interesting someone's going back to the moon (laughs) is it have anything second orbit does it have anything to do with a uh, movie that they will sell on a fries that is an astronaut porno (laughs) (laughs) it's an apollo Uh, 13 uh uh it's yeah it's apollo 69 it's uh uh yeah well i'm gonna I'm, i'm doing a couple i'm gonna do apollo 69 and i'm gonna do the white stuff Oh. Uh, which is, of course, referring to. <laughs> yeah, oh, I understand. Please skip ahead. Or, yeah, I, hey, I don't have to say it. I'm not yeah. going to say it. Uh, uh, so, um, thank you all for making this happen. This was such a delight mm-hmm. to be in that story. A year later, I was the, on the same platform. I was so delighted by, it, and now I'm in the video. My, mm-hmm. It was, by the way, so aggressive to be in there. My same voice clip, and I also did the countdown seven mm-hmm. six. So just my voice playing aggressively nonstop in the store for two two days. Kind of maddening, but so very surreal and so fun to see. Listeners, you made it happen. Thank you so much for making it happen. Uh, uh, thank you to uh, our fan, Beatty, our fan and listener, Beatty, uh, uh, who is uh, documenting a lot of this, taking a lot of great photos. And in fact, on her YouTube, Theme Park ASMR, you can watch our impromptu uh, <laughs> interview with Billy uh, in oh, wow. live oh, from good. the Anaheim Prize, Prize uh, presentation room. So thank you, Beatty, for that. Um, and yeah, look, not only this, not only for us, did we have fun, but I think we helped this poor store that's going out of business have a good last weekend. Mm-hmm. We all made some good stuff happen here. Yeah, I was, uh, I was blown away by a lot of things. I think I said this before we started recording. Uh, I was impressed at how many people online said that this whole thing made them cry. Cry. <laughs> people shed tears over this. Our friend Eva Anderson, apparently. I'm so touched by so, this. This is incredible. I didn't know the podcast would be I didn't know we'd get here and how we like somehow the story with the most heart involved me seeing a funny video in a store, going to Carthay Circle, drinking Manhattans and saying, What if I was in the video? Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's become <laughs> an, an turned into tears. <laughs> Um, I dreamed a dream. <laughs> oh, and well, I was going to say because I ended up feeling not like Anne Hathaway in Les Miserables, but rather Anne Hathaway accepting her Oscar for Les Miserables and saying, It came true. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Oh, oh it no. is. Yeah, you're right. What happens next is America going like, 
fuck you. <laughs> oh, no shit. The backlash. <laughs> For seemingly <laughs> indescribable reasons. Just confusingly, just everyone turned on Well, I've already experienced people turning on me for confusing reasons. That being not liking a boat ride where you see lots of plants. This has been a real whiplash, too, for you. Yeah. You went yeah. From, I swung from show villain Hollywood Gardner. Heel to mega face. Like, <laughs> really, if we're going wrestling. And who knows? I may swing back again. I'm wow. a wild card. You never know you where know, I'm going to fall. Wrestling always says the, the guy who's turned heel and face the most is the big show. Uh, mm. So maybe you'll oh. be the big show of the <laughs> podcast cool. The Ride. You'll have turned heel and face so many times, people like won't be that. able to track it. Ooh, maybe that's my thing. Yeah, just wild constant back and forth. Up and down. Do you hate me? Do you love me? I think I make you feel something either way. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Um, and I and, and, and one more thing. I was going to say this in the speech, but then you weren't the, there at the speech. But I, I just I thought if you know if we can do this. If a small town podcaster mm. can become the astronaut in a store that is about to close, who knows what else is possible? Why couldn't another small town podcaster become the mayor of Disneyland? It's true. That'd be great. We're in an election year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got the endorsement of the Wall Street Journal. So that's true. <laughs> hey, that, yes. that also happened. That too. Jason yeah. was in. The, was that this week too? Yeah, that was. I think my, I found out about it Sunday or Monday. <laughs> I didn't There's find a, out about it until a few days of it End of February. I got the God stipple drawing. You. I got the Wall Street Journal stipple drawing. Someone was drawing you. Someone was drawing. I had to send. I had to provide a picture <laughs> so they could do the stipple drawing. It was, yes, like the like this very like traditional style of newspaper drawing. And the drawings were done of an NFL star of, uh, was it, was it? NBA, uh, the was Bucks, it the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, yes, perhaps. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amanda Lund, a former Disney princess and a, a great comedian writer who's, who's been on our show, uh, yourself and Tony, <laughs> Tony Baxter, Baxter, our hero, were <laughs> imaginary legend Tony Baxter, were all done in the same style because at the end of the day, we're all just... We're all just Disney fans. We're all just, you know. Do you think unites us all? <sighs> Tony had to have seen that. <laughs> That's Maybe that guy. Uh, about 50-50 whether people could get past the paywall or not. Oh, yeah, it's hard. No, but I think... Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. I did once and then didn't another time. For whatever reason, it worked <laughs> on my phone and then nothing else. Um, hmm. Yeah. I... So insane. There's that guy who asked me about ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about ice cream again. <laughs> Talking about ice cream again. Well, guys, I you know what? I'm always going to be fond of that final week, that leap week of February <laughs> 2020. That was really something. And maybe, maybe the rise of JPEG is a good thing. Maybe. Maybe it bodes well. It's a great new era. Um, that'll be distinctly Disney, but authentically podcast the ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and folks, you survived podcast the ride. Uh, boy, that was something. If you didn't hear the beginning of all this fries nonsense, and uh, you know, and, and for more great stuff, as always, and for eventually fries too, big teaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash Podcast the Ride, the uh, second gate where you get five uh, uh, for five dollars, you get three bonus episodes every month, and uh, for all the other stuff, and for videos of all of this uh, of the fries adventure, go to our Twitter, our Instagram, uh, or, or our Facebook group, and go watch yeah. our live sh- our, our impromptu live show on YouTube. Yeah, there's so much. It has been documented. I just briefly looked at all of this stuff. It has been docu- so well documented. 
It's like the footage of it. <laughs> More well documented than some real space launches. Lately. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, it's better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's no well, way we faked this is once in a lifetime. Some people will say we faked this whole thing, but <laughs> <laughs> there are enough witnesses, I think, that we can prove. It did happen in a warehouse in Anaheim. <laughs> this was this not a photo. This was not a hoax. was officially filmed in a warehouse south of Eaton Track. So take, the, take from that what you may. They'll be truthers, but uh, they're wrong. We lived it. It yeah. happened. It and was we'll there. Be, we'll be back for more fun. We have so much fun coming up in March. So many great guests. Yeah. Uh, uh, stay, stay tuned. It's going to be a, another great month. Uh, JPEG's going to be good to us all. But mm-hmm. bless JPEG and God bless good you. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.